All right. Back again. Jack, uh, so much in the news about AI chat stuff. <laughs> What's your take on the state of AI within CyberSec? Interesting. Yeah. I am of two minds. Yeah. One is that the volume of data and the the depth of connections that are necessary to understand to be really good at cybersecurity screams a need for AI. And the other side of my head says, you cannot spell fail without AI, right? <laughs> um, and I think what we've seen is some attempts to substitute AI, particularly progressive AI, for humans in understanding what's going on in cybersecurity. And I think we are just way, way, way too early for that. So I believe we stand at the brink of people being able to define how AI could be used successfully and then figuring out how to do it. I, I think that people who claim that AI, AI is always like is already like swinging, um, I think they're I think they're mistaken. And I also, by the way, for the audience, I make a big differentiation between machine learning and AI because I think they're two very different things. Yeah, how would how, how would you describe those two things? It's yeah, just so like an e equalizer for everybody here. Yeah. So for me, and again, one person's opinion, and smarter people than me will probably you know write in and tell me how wrong I was. But the way I look at it is, machine learning is sort of a trained system where the result is a predictive analysis or conclusion it can draw, right? As opposed to artificial intelligence, which sort of understands the question and gives me an answer that I need, which is which tends to be richer than yes or no. Uh, we got patents in the last company for being able to really accurately identify malware, both by the way it starts up and by what it looks like, how it was built. But that was, for me, that's ML, right? It was able to make one kind of decision and one kind of decision only. Is it malware or ain't it? right? That for me is a more machine learning kind of question. I think AI would be, hey, what kind of malware is this? Now that's hard, right? That's hard. It's all, there's all sorts of different components to it. And I think the real value in cybersecurity will be getting to that second thing because so much about cybersecurity is context dependent. Uh, so much of the challenge, particularly for analysts who are overworked and underwater, so much of the failure of the SOAR marketplace has been that VSO, the security orchestration, because they have a hard time drawing conclusions that people can trust before they do the good part, the automation, the back end. So I think that AI is on the brink of being used in a discrete way, specifically applied to specific kinds of challenges. So I think it's going to be great, but I think we're still a fair distance from home. We've talked about the chat GPT stuff. People have asked us about it um, and variations of that, right? Um <laughs> almost to an exhausted point. Um, but I've, I've never actually asked you the question. Like, um, what's, what's your thoughts on it as, um, as, a, as a proxy kind of for what's to come? Like, is, is this the beginning of an AI, like, uh, evolution here? Like, we're going to have more people focused on it, and then subsequently, what does it mean for us? I think that generative AI... The, that, that is represented for broadly useful, you know, AI queries and chat GPT. It, if I can focus that specifically on cybersecurity. So if I take a group of brilliant minds in cybersecurity and they are the evaluators, the indexers, the raters of the answers as good or bad. And so that my training ends on, ends up taking on the intelligence associated with people who grok cybersecurity I think that could kick ass. I think it'll take some time because there's a lot of Q&A that has to happen so people can make the right relationships understood really well so that the trained systems give the right answers. 
I'm I am wholly unimpressed so far with what I've seen for cybersecurity coming out of at least 3.5 ChatGPT, right? Because I believe that it, it feels to me in doing my own research on it that a lot of the answers that it picks as recommendations are picked because they're the most popular answers to questions. And people who really grok a topic don't ask that question a lot, right? Yeah. And so if you pick the one that lots of people pick, well, even just go back to Google search, the one that most people pick is the one you're going to see first, which by virtue of being the first one that seems to be the one that most people pick. And there's this not virtuous cycle, right, for how those things get picked. I've And similarly, they have, I hate to use the word, right, but they have, what do they call it, the um, where where ChatGPT or another form of AI makes up a thing. It's, it's like... Um, like it's a mirage, I forget, a hallucination. It's a, called a hallucination, AI hallucination, right? I asked a very specific question. I was doing some work on some statistics around uh, per capita stuff and whatever. And I asked ChatGPT, I said, please give me a list of the top 10 with the numbers and your sources, please. So it did it for me. Thank you very much. That was really easy, nice little chart. But because I'm me, right, I went and I checked every single one of them out. Number three, which and it's a big deal if you're in the top three for the particular stat I was gathering, uh, it said, here's the number, here's the source, go. If I'd used it and anyone had done what I did, which was to look it up, I would have realized that stat's not in that source. Nowhere. Nowhere. And so somewhere in the training, something happened, right? Maybe somebody invested that content with more data. Maybe somebody from the side said it's going to be okay that way anyway. Maybe the indexers just busted and it associated the wrong source. But that stat was not in that source, Right. And then I searched for that stat in general, not from that source, but just maybe, hey, maybe just misindexed it. It was nowhere. And in fact, that stat was off by like 40% of what the nearest stat I could get for the same figure. And so for me, not trustworthy data. And in cybersecurity, one of the things that matters most is the credibility of the data you use to make decisions. So I think we're at the beginning of it. I think there are a few industries that will benefit more than cybersecurity um, from, the, from the impact of solid AI. I'm just hoping... my fear is that we're, we're going to see is a relentless swirling towards mediocrity where answers that are basically, eh, they're good enough, will end up being the answers everybody uses. And chat GPT or similar tools, which are taught to train themselves on what's most useful to people, will constantly force more and more and more exposure to information that's just meh, right? <laughs> and I think that, that, I think that from a cybersecurity perspective, that's really, really hard because so few things... Um, if you don't consider them in their context, really have any value. Yeah. You ever seen the movie Idiocracy? You've asked me that. I think you've asked me that on another show, and I still haven't seen it yet. The, the, the visual that you just painted is where uh, every, everybody becomes acceptable with, eh, it's good enough. And then pretty soon you start this slow decline of, eh, it's good enough. Eh, it's good enough. And then pretty soon you're like, what's two plus two? Like, uh, one, two, three, four, four. Hey, that's good enough. You get the answer. Yeah, right. Right? 100%. Yeah. In the words of mediocrities, meh. <laughs> I, I, it feels like to me right now that um, the concept is good. We as an industry are not ready to use it or feed it with data that it can be used to its fullest extent. Yeah. Like, data scattered. We don't really have like scatter data. Yeah, data scatter. <laughs> data data is scattered. Thanks, thanks for letting me know that I goofed that. No, it was great. It's just very data literate. is scattered. Yeah, it's in uncommon formats. 
it's, you know, there's no, there's, there's still too much a heavy reliance on, on the SIM market today. Yep. We as an industry have to get past that before I think we could get to any useful point with it. Right. So to me, it's, it's still pr- pretty early until I think you have like a really practical use case. But what I think it does is it creates an, uh, creates an equilibrium in the security technology market. Mm. Whereas saying now that everybody's talking about it, now everybody has an AI solution mm. and you draw and the, you draw a lot of parody in the industry because everybody has it, whatever it is, it's using some algorithm that no one can really explain. There's very few people that can actually explain it. Fact. Yeah. And, um, and so with it, I think this is just another example where, um, we kind of, we kind of blurred the lines of market jargon. Oh yeah. You know, so it's, um, I, I think, we will do more damage to AI and the reputation of AI than it will give us benefit. Yeah, and I guess for the listeners to to put an exclamation point on that, when, when a vendor tells you that they're using AI in their solution, say, what's the benefit to me? Right, that is the answer you want to get from them, is what is the benefit to me? Because if AI makes their tool faster, that's a benefit to them, right? If AI makes it so they can hire less developers, that's a benefit to them. Have them express to you why having AI inside their technology as opposed to some other approach is, is wonderful for you, right? We're kind of looking at it like it has niacin. Niacin is awesome, right? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I don't need niacin in my peaches. I don't know, right? But it's, it's, at this point in time, it's becoming sort of like a stampy one on the side because suddenly that makes everything, everything better. And so make sure that, you know, you're asking the question that we're going to be asking, what does, what d- does AI really mean to you? Let me ask you a different question. I'm going to come back to you with this as somebody who's been in the industry a long time. So AI benefits most historically from being able to review and inspect lots of data that can help it to understand what can happen next, what's associated with what, like a large language model, right? You're looking at this word is typically followed by that word or by this word, or it's a lot like this word, right? Proximity, distance, right? We forever have said, there just aren't enough smart people in cybersecurity. Not that the world isn't full of smart people, but people haven't been doing this this long, right? So there is not a long history of great decision-making in cybersecurity, right? And some security techniques or technologies like zero trust, damn it, shots later, but like ZT (laughs) as an example, or even um, using ML for um, antivirus behavior, checking, or picket, right? Uh, Stream speed analytics, Right? These are all brand new things. So we don't have enough information historically to be able to train AI. So let me ask you, like, how do you envision AI knowing enough? Because the AI can't be any better, I don't think, than the HI. <clears throat> right? AI can be faster eventually than HI, human intelligence, right? But how, from your perspective, can we create systems that can know more than our industry has failed to learn in 30 years? <clears throat> it's uh, it's interesting. Before I answer your question, yes, I just want you to know I'm keeping a tally of oh. shots here between this one and the in the last episode. Yep, I'm I'm, I'm keeping a running track. We're, <laughs> excellent, we're, excellent. We're, we're just gonna have to have uh, the the LM FAO shots episode here. <laughs> I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm in. Um, I. 
what I speculate is if I were to just kind of fast forward to the end here and I can, I can kind of unwind this a little bit is um, AI properly applied will tell us what we don't want to hear. Right. And the, uh, to me, that would mean that um, we sacrifice some convenience. We sacrifice some user experience for secure systems. And we historically have no tolerance for that. Mm. Which means, to me, I, th I think that means that we would receive a recommendation from AI that we ultimately ignore as the right one. And really, like, we kind of settle for something that's good enough because it's kind of like a placebo when we feel like we're actually doing AI that works for us. You know, that's brilliant. Because I'm thinking of the Terminator, right? Somebody told the Terminator, you know, keep humans from destroying the earth or whatever. I forget what the initial directive was, right? And it said, okay, the best way to do that, kill all the humans, right? The humans are just a plague on the planet, right? So if we have AI tell us what we should do to be secure, I think that a lot of people know it and they don't want to do it. So you're absolutely right because the, the AI is going to have no compassion for us. Right. And it's going to be like, oh, yeah, shut down all that stuff. And I need 365 char uh, character passwords that, that rotate every 30 days. And by the way, I'm automatically going to check to make sure you haven't uh, used that 365 character password anywhere else. Right. And we'll be like, no, no, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. That's, I hadn't, I had not thought about the fact that it's going to give us news we don't want to hear. I do not believe that there's any palatable level of AI that will be successful for us. Um, I think there's a version of machine language and machine, machine, machine learning that we, we can use, we can tolerate. To me, what feels more uh, meeting the level of where humans are is like is automation, right? Yeah. I, I feel like that's just about to the extent that we can get comfortable with. Can I say, can we treat enrichment as a form of automation? Because mm -hmm. if I think, I think that AI would be really good at telling me about this, and it would, but I think you're right. I never wanted to make the choice. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> that's about all I got. Yeah, that's about all we need. Um, you know, I think I, I do believe that this is uh, the beginning of, like, the next kind of hype cycle for, for our industry. Yeah. Like, ev like, everybody's wrapped around the axle on this right now. Um, I, to, to me, my opinion is it's a lot of wasted effort at this point is saying, like, you just kind of skip the hype cycle and go straight to the end, and I think we know what the answer is going to be. But... Um, you know, I think it's going to change how we work. It's going to change the technology that comes to market and like the presentation of it. Um, it's going to change. It's, I, I think it's going to change how we think about cybersecurity and not, not all necessarily in a very productive way. Right. Um, the, the piece that I hope that folks come out of it with is saying, um, AI, machine learning, can replace humans. Mm -hmm. But it cannot replace humans that use these tools to do their jobs better. Right on. So, like, what I would say to people is saying, don't be afraid of it. Use it, stand on its shoulders, and be better at what you do. I just love it, dude. Wrap on that? I would wrap on that. Yeah, I, I don't want to open my mouth again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can. No, I think that's I've great. Got, I've got, got my notches ready. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, if you like this episode, uh, 
please rate us five stars. Share it with all your friends. Uh, play us at your Friday night parties. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, if you have questions for mailbags, reach the week, technology you have questions about, anything really, uh, shoot them our way. Poe and at newharborsecurity.com, and we'll get you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.